Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever's on their mind, and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support, and once again, welcome home. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining in on this week's episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. I'd like to wish a happy Holy Week, a mm. uh, happy Easter to everyone out there listening or watching on YouTube. Um, I hope that wherever you are this week, that you're able to take some time and uh, reflect upon what this week represents and um, celebrate the, the victory that was won uh, on Easter Sunday for, for all of us. Um, I want to s- start by thanking everyone who listens to the show and, and supports the show. I, um, I've been excited getting to read some of your guys' comments on, on our YouTube page. Um, Roscoe's here today in the studio, but uh, you, you'll see Roscoe if you're watching on YouTube. I'd encourage you, if you're just listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or, or whatever it is, uh, go and check us out on YouTube. That way you can see... Uh, where I am and, and who my guest is and, and see our environment. I think uh, it, it adds something to the show. So if you have the chance, I'd encourage you to check that out. And I also want to thank all of our monthly partners who allow us to do something like this, to do a podcast, to, uh, to, put a, to film it on YouTube and to record it. We couldn't do all of this if it weren't for uh, those of you who give generously to us every month. And so... Uh, I want to thank you for that. And if you're out there and you're wondering, um, how can I give to, to support this, to support this podcast and to support the Katinas, uh, the best way for you to do that is to go to the Katinas.com and click on give. Um, that'll take you where you need to go. So there's that. And if you're watching on YouTube, like I said, you'd see, you'll see today's guest is a regular on the show. Um, I think the last time I had him was, December, right when he got home from the Katina's I Need Jesus Christmas tour. But I'd like to welcome back my dad, Joe Katina. Dad, thanks for being here. Josh, thank you so much. I love being on the podcast, uh, but more than that, I just love being with you. Mm. And today we are graced with Roscoe. I love my grand dog. Well, Roscoe, I was going to say my grand dog, our grand dog, because mom (laughs) loves this dude a lot. He got to spend last weekend with his grandma. Mm -hmm. Uh, Alexis and I were celebrating her birthday a little early. So Alexis's birthday is actually on Easter Sunday this year. Um, Happy birthday, Alexis. Happy birthday, honey. Uh, But we left town last weekend to celebrate and Roscoe was staying with mom and I know he had a great time, so... Shout out to Maya, too. Maya's yes. not here, but <laughs> yes. Roscoe maybe and Maya. Next time Eli gets on the show, maybe I'll have him bring Maya so we can <laughs> see That'd be Maya. awesome. Well, Dad, thanks again for being here. Uh, you were here a year ago this time. I was. I can't believe it's been a year. I remember it was storming really bad, and we had to record this that podcast multiple times. you remember that? I remember. It, it was pa- dark. We had a candle, and yeah. we were talking about Easter, and I remember talking about... 
the seven messages from the cross. Yes. And uh, it was cool. It was beautiful. It was emotional, but it was kind of eerie, too. Yeah. Yeah, the power kept going out, so we had to keep re-recording. But the weather's a lot nicer today. Um, I wanted to dedicate this week's episode, kind of how we did last year, Mm -hmm. um, to Easter. Because, I don't know, I just feel like as Christians, it's really important for us to you know, not let this be just any other week. And I know we say every week as a Christian should be different for you, but this week I feel like it just gives us an opportunity to really um, think about our faith and think about what is it that we actually believe in. And um, I don't know, I I wanted this week's episode to be about that. And so I'm not going to ask you the what's going on at home question. Okay. I do have... um, some things I want to ask you, though, it'll be different than last year, but... Cool. I'm glad. I'm, I'm thankful, and I couldn't agree with you more. I think Easter, uh, the message of the cross, the message of Jesus being crucified, uh, a brutal death, uh, being offered as a sacrifice for our sin, uh, the message of him uh, being brutalized by humanity, and then... Uh, taking just our sin with him to the cross, being buried in a tomb that was not even his, uh, a borrowed tomb, and then the story of the empty tomb. Uh, as you and I know in, in our Christian faith, it's more than just a story. It's a reality. And so, man, I feel honored that you would uh, invite me back. But just on, I would say, the most important week of the Christian faith, the whole, uh, Holy Week. So thanks, Josh. Of course, Dad. Well, As you know, our listeners don't know this, but you know this, that one of the um, Christmas gifts that me and Alexis gave you this past Christmas was a subscription to a thing called StoryWorth. Mm -hmm. We're going to give them a free advertisement now. What StoryWorth is, is every week it sends you a question and you, it's a writing prompt kind of, and you write your answer. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the year, they're going to compile all the stories that you've written over the year and uh, print them out into a book for us. Um, By the way, that's one of the most memorable gifts I ever received, Josh. So, in fact, my mom and I uh, went to uh, celebrate our 30th year anniversary just a few weeks ago. I got to get caught up Mm -hmm. on my stories. So thank you and Alexis so much. Yes, of course. Well, the reason I bring that up is because a lot of the writing prompts are um, kind of questions about things in your childhood or things from the past. And one thing I wanted to ask you today, if you could, it's going to be kind of like a story worth thing, but I would love to hear what Easter Sunday was like in the Katina household when you were a young kid. Mm. How did you guys spend your Easter's? Oh man, thanks for taking me back. Uh, I have some very vivid memories of Easter. I have uh, memories of Easter here in America, where when when I was born and uh, where I was born, all the uncles were born, and then and then I have uh, vivid memories of Easter in Samoa. So, my earliest memories of Easter in Oceanside was I must have been five years old, and I remember mom and dad taking us to the mall. I think it was a mall. And for our family to go to the mall back then, that was like, 
It was almost the equivalent of going to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, because we didn't go to the mall. We didn't shop. You know, we, uh, the way we used to shop was mom would buy our clothes from, there used to be a store called Kmart. I don't know if you remember oh, Kmart yeah. or we would, she would go to Kmart or wherever you could get the best deals and then she would bring our clothes and that's what we would wear. Well, for Easter Sunday, I remember mom and dad loading us up in the van and I think they prepared us all week like we're going to go shop. We're going to go buy some Easter clothes. And uh, so that was a big deal to get something new to wear on Easter Sunday. And I remember all of us brothers, we we bought suits. Mm-hmm. Did I ever tell you this story? We bought suits and new... I mean, we the whole nine, mom and dad bought it for us. And I remember... My, I don't know if all of the brothers... They were all different suits, but I, mine was like... It was very polyester and it was stretchy okay. and it was comfortable, but hot. And I wasn't used to wearing a suit. And I think I even remember the color of mine. It was like a, I'm going to say light green, but it was a, there's a better color to uh-huh. describe it than just light green. And I thought I was looking really good. And, you know, as kids would do, I was five years old probably, and just running around after church and I tripped and fell oh. and I put a hole in my new oh, no. Easter suit. So I read that's one thing I remember. I remember I don't know if we got Easter baskets, but our church we did do an Easter egg hunt. Oh, wow. But Josh, I, I think my memory of that back in the day, we didn't have the plastic eggs with filled with candy. They just boiled regular eggs and kind of colored them yeah. and then hid them all over the place. And then I remember in the Easter egg hunts, we would have like two golden eggs and whoever found the golden egg would get this big basket. Now, you know, you got 7,500 kids out there trying to go after only two golden eggs in all of it. Come on, man. Uh, And then, yeah, church was a big deal. But, uh, you know, so when I was a kid, it was all about the Easter egg hunt, the new clothes. Uh, and then when we moved to Samoa, we I remember having an Easter egg hunt as well. I don't think we start we got new clothes, but uh, we would always learn a new song, mm. you know, for Easter. Me, me and the uncles would sing it, or the youth group or Sunday school classes would put on an Easter program. Um, so yeah, I have good memories of of Easter growing up. Yeah. That's awesome, Dad. Yeah. I, if you don't mind, I'd like to share some. Please do because. I'll, I remember, um, especially when we were younger, Easter Sunday was always like, uh, you guys were not home on Easter Sunday because mm-hmm. it was a big date for you yeah. guys every year. Luckily, over the the past couple years, you guys actually have been here in the area, so we've been able to spend Easter with you guys. Yes. But when we were younger, um, usually it was just me, Eli, and Mom at home, yep. and... Uh, I would love to take this opportunity to say thank you to mom mm. and my aunties mm. because they, uh, their husbands were always on the road too yes. and they were home with their kids. And mom and the aunties would always do something for Easter for, mm. for me and my cousins and Eli. I remember many times, um, well, first off, mom always had Easter baskets for me and Eli, mm. um, Shout out to yes. mom. I remember one year, <laughs> I don't know why, this is the Easter basket I remember. She, we, uh, 
she gave me a VHS ta- tape of Bible Man mm, for Easter one year. Wow. I think we might have still been living back in Creve Hall that year. Yeah. And you were a Bible Man fan. Yes, Bible Man. If you were a young Christian in the <laughs> early 2000s, and you know who Bible Man is. Bible Man was the man. Yes. Um, I don't know. Mom always had the uh, Easter baskets for me and Eli. And then we usually would, like, the Saturday mm. before, we would usually dye eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, that was always a fun memory. Mm-hmm. And then... On Easter Sunday, we would all go to church with mom and the aunties and the cousins. Um, they would dress us up nice, and then we usually would have some sort of like a, a luncheon at some park, We mm-hmm. like a potluck thing. And the, I remember, I don't know if it was every year, but several years, the aunties would, and mom would set up an Easter egg hunt for us. And I don't know, just looking back on those, those are great memories and fun yeah. memories. And it wouldn't have been possible if it weren't for mom and the aunties. And um, obviously you guys were out working hard, but they were creating those memories for us too. Dude, I I do want to join you in selling mom and all the aunties. Thank you. Uh, So I I don't want to go too far off course, but uncles and I were working on a documentary, as you know, that will hopefully be coming out soon. Uh, uh, the Katinas, our story. And we've been working on this for years. Yeah. So we were in California a couple of days ago reviewing what uh, the director, uh, our friend Mike Everett, has so far. And it's, I think it's going to be powerful. But so he asked us, hey, can you go back home one time and just one more time and find any old pictures that you have? And I was sharing with you earlier today that sometimes I have some shame with me being gone so much when you and Eli were growing up or that I wasn't around that sometimes I, that's what my mind tells me, but I was going through these family pictures and it was almost like it was an opportunity for God to comfort me. Cause man, we did a lot. Mm. You, and I'm sure I, I had, I went through pictures with Easter egg hunts or Easter and a lot of the Easter's I wasn't home. There was a few that I was home, but then I, I'm just so thankful to mom for catching the memories. And also I want to thank mom for, Man, we because of her in our family, we we celebrate birthdays big. We celebrate holidays big. Uh, we've had vacations that she has pictures of. Um, I I got a note. I went to a note to where uh, she wrote that I sent it to the family yeah, yeah. thread. She actually wrote. It must have been to someone who was babysitting. I think it was Miss Kim because hmm. she babysat Eli a lot when I was gone and Mom had to be gone. And it was Eli's schedule. And then on the other side, Miss Kim wrote uh, on this day something. Was it February or January? Yeah. At 1.59 p.m., Eli rolled over. Yeah. So, uh, again, uh, I want to talk about Easter, but I, it was like God took me down memory lane and reminded me that, hey, man, no shame. Yeah. You were present. There, You did a lot of good things with your family. And uh, I'm thankful for those Easter memories. Yeah, so am I. So if you guys are listening, mom or aunties, Mm -hmm. thank you guys for making Easter special for me and my cousins and making a lot of days special. I I, um, probably don't say it enough how grateful and honestly impressed I am with the way that you guys were able to hold it down having husbands who were traveling a lot and being at home with young children. But that's fun to hear about 
about Easter, Dad, from your childhood? I'll be honest. Last Easter, literally, I remember. I don't know if you remember. After we sang, shout out to World Outreach Church and Murfreesboro, our family was having us back. This is our third Easter in a row to be there. Last year, after we sang uh, after church, remember Grandpa and Grandma were there, and we had this big Cracker Barrel potluck yes. at the church where we had brought food in and. I don't know if there's 50 of us or something like that. We all got to have Easter together. This Easter, the aunties, I think Auntie Kathy planned it out, Auntie Kathy and Auntie maybe Jessica, who um, were all getting together at a park, like the olden days. Yes. I think there might be about 50 people there, so I'm looking forward to it. What's funny, too, is we're also, so we're kind of combining. We're Easter. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, I never realized this, but our family has a lot of April birthdays. A lot. And so we're doing, Alexis, my wife being one of them, uh, but we're celebrating birthdays as well. Um, Mm -hmm. All of the April birthdays, I think. And yeah, aunties aunties always know how to celebrate. They always come through. Yep. Speaking Um, of last thing, not last thing, but happy birthday, Chrissy. Today's Auntie Chrissy's birthday. Happy birthday. Auntie Chrissy, one of our April uh, birthdays. Happy birthday. Um, all right, dad. Well, I want to ask this kind of staying with your childhood as an or Easter in your childhood. Um, do you remember when you guys had moved to Samoa and grandpa was pastoring the church? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you remember at all? Like what his preparation was as a pastor mm-hmm. for, for Easter Sunday? Because that, it's probably the biggest Sunday of the year for mm-hmm. pastors across the world. Yeah. How, how would grandpa prepare? Well, I can only speak for grandpa because he's the only pastor that I was around growing up. Grandpa, he was all about the preparation. I don't know if it was something that he learned as a kid or something that he learned in the military. Uh, to this day, um, He's got, Uncle Dave called me and Uncle Dave said he was cleaning out the house and he found in grandpa's office, let's say his office is about this, you know, 10 by 10 or something. And there are shelves on all the walls and filled with uh, sermon notebooks because grandpa didn't put it on a computer. Mm. In fact, he would either write them out or type them out on a typewriter and then he would just organ again. He's also very organized. So, Grandpa's prep for Easter was like every other Sunday. He, I would say, he would start Monday, and every day we knew when Grandpa was at his little desk in his room, or he had a little desk at the church office. He was always studying. Um, I remember, you know, this part of this is cultural too. That man, his sermons were long. <laughs> Uh, of course, we didn't know any different, but for him to preach for an hour and even longer was was just the norm. Mm. So he was all about that prep. Mm. Yeah, I would have loved to maybe just one Sunday <laughs> go to church with the grandpa. Just one. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Well, thanks for going back with me, Dad. Uh, I feel like I, I I really want to talk about this and... Um, this Sunday and this week is a great week to talk about it, but I want to talk about Jesus. Hmm. Um, You know, one of my favorite parts of the Bible, um, at least, I don't know if favorite's the right word, but 
I feel like it's one of the the things that one of the most revealing parts of the Bible to at least in my experience is the part uh, um, when Jesus and Pilate are talking to each other. Mm. And I don't know why that story has always kind of stood out to me as, as interesting. And I'm, I won't quote it. I can't quote it, to be honest. But there's a they have a conversation about where Pilate is talking to Jesus. And Pilate, who's a man in authority, mm-hmm. um, he tells Jesus, what am I supposed to do with you? What am I supposed to do to you? Like, these people want me to crucify you. Aren't you going to defend yourself? Mm-hmm. And I feel like Jesus's answer, we've probably heard it so many times that now it's like, oh yeah, that's what Jesus said. Mm-hmm. But I think it's such a, it reveals so much of Jesus's character and the character of the kingdom of God, where Jesus says to Pilate, you don't have any authority over me anyways. So... <laughs> You just do what you have to do, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do what I have to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I feel like that's a simple answer, but at the same time, it reveals so much about who Jesus is. That, And I think it's uh, relevant to at least the life that I'm experiencing today, that the things of this world, they're irrelevant to who God is. And they're irrelevant to Jesus. Mm. And the authorities in this world, they're going to do what they're going to do. You know, mm. um, the the air quote powers that be. Mm-hmm. I don't. Christ, it's not a concern to him really, mm-hmm. because he has a, a different kingdom, mm. and he came here to bring his kingdom to earth. Yeah. And I don't know. I love that conversation because I think there's so many. Uh, things in my life, and people, even people in my life, who to me that they're they're pilot. Yeah, they're the people in power. Mm. They're the people with authority, and I, I, it's important for me to, re- for me to remember that um, Jesus, they have no authority over him. Yeah, and if I believe Christ is in me, mm-hmm. then I should know that the same thing applies to mm-hmm. me. That my authority comes from Jesus. Mm. And I don't know. I love that part of the Bible and that part of the the crucifixion story. But I'd like to ask you, Dad, if, as you spend this week reflecting on the crucifixion and re- reflecting on the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, um, is there any part of, of the story of his life that stands out to you as like, wow, that really um, speaks to me? Yeah. Man, Josh, I'm uh, listening to you talk about that uh, interaction, the interchange between Pilate and Jesus really uh, speaks deeply to my soul. Um, and like you said, you know, and I don't know who coined the phrase, and I feel like it was just resurfaced recently in recent years. We built different. He different. Mm-hmm. He's different. Mm-hmm. Do you remember who said that? I, I, I'm a Laker fan, so I'm going to attribute it to, I think LeBron said it one time. He said, I think it was we built different. Yeah. We're built different. And um, Jesus, if anybody was different, it was Jesus. Hmm. It is Jesus. Son of God, creator of the universe, you know, a king of kings, Lord of lords, uh, yet died the death 
uh, of a criminal mm. was crucified and uh, buried. And yet in Easter, we, we celebrate not only his resurrection. Yes, we do. But also we remember his death. Mm-hmm. And I would say that re- Jesus being able to say, Pilate, dude, you, you're not my authority mm-hmm. with all due respect. I don't even think he said that. He didn't have to. Yeah. And yet Pilate didn't come back at him because mm-hmm. Pilate knew. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, authority recognizes authority. If you're in leadership, you know when you're in the presence of somebody even greater than you. There's no way Pilate could have denied that. He felt it. I wonder if he was scared. Like, uh, these people are telling me, he was asking, Jesus, what should I do? Mm-hmm. Almost like, uh, relieve me from having to make a difficult decision. Because yeah. I don't have the courage to make this decision. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, you do what you got to do. I'm going to do what I know what to do. Because mm-hmm. I know. And this is what I want to say when you ask me, uh, how do I feel about uh, your question before I went on this ramble? Um, is there a part of Jesus's life yes. that just sticks out to you? or Yeah. Okay. So you know that I've been going through... Uh, a lot this last, personally, this last eight months. Mm -hmm. Anxiety, uh, uncertainty, um, just a lot of darkness. Uh, Obviously, today I'm here one day at a time by the grace of God and the love of my family, but because of Jesus. And here's what the the story, how Jesus' story impacts me and has helped me... uh, to walk through some of the darkest times of my life is Jesus knew exactly who he was. He knew who he is. He knows who he is. And I think the struggle with mankind, at least for me, is I forgot. Sometimes we forget our, our identity. Yeah. We forget. I forgot that, man, I, I, I am a child. I'm a son of God. That doesn't mean we don't go through trials. It doesn't mean we don't face temptations. But it does mean we don't have to figure it out on our own. We can't figure it out on our own. And I'll be honest, and this is not, maybe this doesn't pertain to anyone else out there listening, but a lot of my anxiety was caused and sometimes tries to sneak its way back into my life because I think I'm in control. Because I think that I can fix things. I think that... I can solve problems. I think I have the answer to everything. But when I remember who I am in Christ, then when we quote scriptures like, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, uh, no weapon formed against me will prosper. Uh, uh, I'm the head and not the tail. Uh, I am more than a conqueror. Um, when, When I quote that and when I say that, the way I can really live that as a reality is to remember who I am. Mm-hmm. Jesus knew exactly who he, who he was. I'm a son of God. I'm a servant to man. I don't have to tout my authority. I don't have to call on my God to come take me off of this cross because I need to do this mm-hmm. for the world. Yeah. So, yeah, Jesus' life, Jesus' story... Uh, the way it affects me on a daily basis, if it does, is to re- for me to remember who I am. Mm-hmm. 
I'm enough. I have enough. I've done enough. Why? Because Jesus is in me. That's great, Deb. Um, thank you for sharing that. I have uh, one more question for okay. you, and we'll get out of here. But I think Easter for for believers, obviously, Easter is the biggest day of the year for mm. our faith. Um, for non-believers, maybe it's just another Sunday. Maybe it's a a day that you go with your mom who still believes in Jesus to church or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think that this Sunday, people all over the world are going to go to church and they're going to hear messages from pastors. And I would love to hear from you, Dad. What do you believe the core message of Easter is? The core message of Easter is that there is hope for us, hope for everyone, whoever will believe. Life is promised to you, but life comes through death. I think mankind, uh, I don't know of anyone, you know, in their right mind or in health that we all want to live, right? Now, sometimes we, we go through problems, we go through situations, be it uh, f- family struggles, uh, mental illness, personal struggles, um, uh, defects, uh, just problems that sometimes we lose hope and we're like, man, do I, is it really worth living? Uh that, that is the exception, but for the most part, people want to live. And sometimes I think that we, we don't realize that full living is not just peace, joy, and love. No, full living is all of it. And that's why I think in the Bible when it says, Jesus said, in this world you're going to have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. He's basically saying, hey, you're going to go through stuff. Man, we have a lot of stuff. People are going through a lot of stuff. You're, you're listening right now and you're, you know what I'm talking about. You're carrying a lot of weight. But I want to just encourage you with this. Maybe you don't have to carry that weight. That's the message of Jesus, a message of Easter, surrendering that. Jesus already paid for that stuff. You don't have to live in shame you don't have to live in fear. You don't have to live uh, uh, grieving or mourning for the rest of your life. There is a time for mourning. And sometimes we, we just want to skip to joy, but joy comes through mourning. Mm-hmm. M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. Full living. Life uh, comes through knowing, uh, Josh, you're 26 now. There's things that you know at 26 you didn't know as a six-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. And, and you weren't supposed to know that. But now you know that, man, yes, I'm, you're married now and you have a music career, you have another job and things are not always great, but through the pain and through the suffering and through the struggles, it, it, it allows us to know what the difference between life and death is. And so here's a message of Easter for, you, for anyone li- uh, listening, whether you believe in Jesus or you don't, we're all going to experience tough times. We're all going to experience difficulties here in Nashville. Just 
two weeks, uh, almost two weeks ago, one of the darkest days of our city in, in a school shooting. Man, we live in a world that's, that's it's difficult, painful, and there's hope. There's hope. Why do we have hope? Because Jesus conquered hell, death, and the grave. He beat it. Now, we're all going to die. The Bible says in, in Hebrews, uh, I think it's Hebrews 9, 27, is, it is appointed to man once to die, then after this, the judgment. But guess what? When we stand, when we have Jesus in our lives, he already took the judgment for us. We're in. We win. We have hope. That hope and life comes through death. And so if you're facing sorrow or pain or struggles right now, I want to tell you life is worth living with Jesus. Amen, Dad. I think we'll end right there. Mm. Thank you so much for for being here and sharing that with us. And um, I'm excited to be with you this Easter Sunday yeah. and be with the rest of the family this Easter Sunday. But thank you so much for being here. But I want to tell you, Josh, I um, you're a gift. You're a gift in this last eight months of my life. Mom has stood with me every day and you and Alexis and Eli and Amelia, uncles and just the, uh, my sisters-in-law, all of our family. And I just want to say, man, that Jesus is risen. Jesus is alive. There's hope in Jesus. And a lot of times when I feel the struggle, check that out, Josh. That's crazy. <laughs> that happened to us last yeah. year. Yeah there's hope in Jesus. Jesus said, heck yeah. yeah. And, um, you, you are, uh, you represent hope to me and I'm so proud of you. Thank you, dad. Happy Easter. Thanks daddy. I, um, you're a gift to me. Mm. I think, uh, you know, today we got to spend most of the day together, which two months ago wouldn't have been possible. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I won't get into everything, but you know, I've been going through a transition phase in my life and uh, a lot of it's been good. Some of it's been hard, but mm -hmm. one of the best parts of it is that I get to spend more time with you, Dad. So, Amen. Um, I guess we'll close it before the power goes out and we yeah. have to re-record all of this. But <laughs> thanks again, Dad, and uh, I'll have you back on in a few months. Probably. Thanks so much, Josh. I love you. To those of you listening, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back with more episodes soon. Have a great day.